Hello and welcome to another episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie, now on the Killer Podcast Network, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. I'm the titular Sean. And I'm the very titular Carrie. It's the show that takes you inside the unbelievable, the unexplainable, the macabre, and the bizarre, and tries to find an answer. Hello, Caroline. Hi. Uh, are we going to find any answers this week, or are we just going to find some weird-looking some weird looking dudes? Or dudettes, or whatever they want to be. You're right. I shouldn't have g- gendered the Nightcrawlers. Spoiler alert. They've seen the episode title. <laughs> yes, it's been quite a long time since we tackled a cryptid. So after a full month of violent true crime stories, I thought we'd take a little segue into the cutest little creatures around. Aside from our dog, Poe, of course. Mm-hmm. That would he has, be. He has four legs for one thing. Four little trotting, weird limbs. Yes, and he's long, but in a different way, uh, horizontally. <laughs> yeah, these are long skinnies. Yes, and I talk about that. Um, but these are the Fresno Nightcrawlers. Mm-mm-mm. I don't think they warrant that, especially if you see them. They're like. Dee, 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 dee. You say that, but I find them to be the most unsettling thing. They are unsettling in a cute way. It's hard to explain. <laughs> I, I encourage our, our, I'm sure we'll encourage our listeners to go look up these clips uh, plenty of oh, times. So absolutely. Get those YouTubes at the ready. Yeah, Sean clearly knows my affinity for these little pants monsters. <laughs> that um, is what they are, isn't it? It's like the are. horror movie Pants, which we saw not too long. Is it, was it, what was that called? Slacks with S- an X. Oh, jeez. Two X's? Probably two X's. That was on Shudder. Um, it was something. Um. It's hard for me to berate someone who has made a whole feature film. I know how much work that goes into that, but... um, I will say only that it's a creative premise and surprisingly well shot. Yes. Yes, it is. Beautiful use of color and of blood. (laughs) Many in our audience may not have heard of the Fresno Nightcrawlers, so of course I find it my duty to inform both you and our friends in the audience of their origins, some theories, and mythology possibly relating to what they might be. I'm so excited about their origins. <laughs> well, it, again, this this isn't going to be answers. It's just weird little creatures. Do you have theories? I have some theories. As far as I can tell, the story of the legend of the Fresno Nightcrawlers began more recently than most cryptid stories. This is around 2010. Now, this is more when it hit public consciousness, so to speak. Now, I, I'm not going to brag, but I was actually on the ground for this soft launch. What do you mean? (laughs) Well, I caught the episode of Fact or Faked Paranormal Files (laughs) that the footage first reached mass viewing on while on summer break from college right after it aired. So I remember seeing this episode before they had become kind of a famous cryptid. So I've been watching that happen over the years. But to be clear, you weren't summering in Fresno. No. You're not pants, are you, Carrie? Um, what item of clothing would I be? Warm sweater. Yeah, I feel like I'd be a hoodie. Just cozy and easy. Yeah. Stop. What would you be? Um, I think Funky I would socks. be... Wow. It's very kind of you. Yeah, why not? You? Oh, I thought you meant like foot funk. Oh, no, like funky, like, like patterned, mismatched socks. Uh, not I feel, smelly socks. I feel like my sister Kimberly has laid claim to the. She, That's she fair. Lives, well, it runs in the family. She lives the mismatched sock life. She doesn't even b- b- pretend to marry them. She just throws them in the drawer. And you'd be a scarf because you're a little baby that needs a scarf. I do. I've been told by other men that I uh, rock a scarf mm-hmm. like like nobody's business. Yeah, a scarf is a pretty good one for you. It's it's why I look forward to the cold times. It's warm. Um, it's inviting. It reminds you of coziness. Mm-hmm. So I guess those are things about you, too. Whatever. And if you treat it right, it won't strangle you. Uh, is that a threat? <laughs> I hope not. Continue. I submit this to the courts. Nope, 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 nope. Hold on. Let's uh, mark an edit point there. <laughs> now, the cons- conceit of the TV show I just mentioned, Fact or Faked Paranormal Files, was kind of this demi-TMZ-esque show on sci-fi that aired from 2010 to 2012. Now, this is not 
the actual ghost TMZ show that was like six episodes long that Joshua P. Warren was on. Oh, Joshua P. P. Warren? Yes, as they said on the Unbelievable Podcast, now defunct, R.I.P. Um, but lodged in my brain because you've, you've internalized that into your own daily life. Yeah, I well, mean, not we that you're talking about Joshua P. Warren every day. <laughs> where we're sitting right now um, in what's technically my office where we uh, record, we do have three little hand-knit quotes from the Unbelievable podcast from a Christmas swap of several years ago. Um, nothing about Joshua P.P. Warren, but in any in any event, um, there was like a an actual ripoff of TMZ that was for ghost footage, but this it was more of like they're all sitting around um, a group of paranormal researchers. They're just bringing video and photographic footage to the table for everyone to scrutinize, and then they pick a couple of the cases to further investigate. And specifically with an eye toward figuring out whether they're hoaxed? Fact or faked. Yeah, okay. Don't you know? Uh, so usually a couple members of the group would try would head to the area where the video or photographic evidence was captured and try to recreate it themselves, uh, seeing if it's real or easily faked. Mm-hmm. The Fresno Nightcrawlers footage aired on the second episode of the series. Now, this was kind of the backstory, and... Um, it's pretty much the same across the board. Footage of the strange creature was first recorded in 2007 by a homeowner named Jose in a Fresno, California neighborhood. Um, he had set up a security camera after hearing his dogs barking through the night. Oh, we've seen this guy on the uh, top 100 countdown for the... We actually didn't see him there. That was Victor Camacho. Oh, I'm who sorry. we'll talk about later. He's kind of this guy's um, spokesman in a way. Um, now, when Poe's really afraid, we can kind of tell his barks now, like a baby's cries. I can tell now, which is crazy. And I didn't used to be able to do this, but I think the COVID times of being stuck at home with him really hit it home, I guess. I mean, you've just heard him bark like a lot of times. Yes. I can tell when he's barking out of excitement because you're home or one of our friends, um, like his auntie Sarah or my mom is coming over uh, versus there's another dog versus someone's just delivering mail. Like he has different barks. And apparently these dogs sounded very frightened. And so which... the mailman bark. <laughs> Yes, but this was at night. This was like the middle of the night and this had happened. So he wanted to set up a security camera because he was fearing that there were just like a, a prowler about. Um, but what he found was something much, much stranger. Well, technically it is a prowler. Well, they, they're, they're prowling. Prow they're just... They're just vibing, Sean. They're uh, they're just vibes. That's all they are. That's why I like them. They're explicitly and exclusively <laughs> Prowling. No, I think there has to be something sneaky about prowling, and they're not sneaky. They're just, they're just beep, 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 beep. You know what I was thinking is I think they're misnamed. Well, they're not crawlers. They're walkers. Yeah, like like they should be flouncers. Night... They're, they're a little flouncy. I think night stalkers would be the coolest no, name. They're not stalking the night. They're night walkers. I would say night flouncers. You would have no problem with guys walking through your backyard, and you go, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he goes, "I, I'm not stalking you." I'd feel better about it, honestly. <laughs> So the footage that Jose caught is in grainy black and white night vision, but the weirdness is clear enough. Around the 1240 to 1250 a.m. mark of the footage, an odd object or creature begins to make its way across Jose's backyard. It's solid, white or light colored, and... Um, Look, it looks like a sentient pair of pants, all right? It does. Or at least legs. Yes. Johnny legs, if you will. That's, it... <laughs> that's what some call it. John Leguizamo. Yeah, Johnny legs. We went to the same college. Uh, that's right. Fun fact. Both notable alums. Somehow, yes. We are on the same part of the list of, of our college. I don't know why I'm notable. But anyway, so they look like a loose pair of pants with a little ball for the head at the top. If you can picture those old school clothes pins um, that didn't like, they didn't squeeze open and shut. It was more of just they had the bulb at the top and they pinned. That's really what they look like to me. Um, I would suggest if you can, our dear listeners, just check out the footage. Uh, it should just be less than a minute long. 
Um, and it's it's a guy's backyard, and, and you'll see it. You want to see what they look like. It's good to have that reference. Um, it is the entire, uh, to me, the entire story is what they look like. like sure, yeah. Do listen to the rest of this show, uh, because <laughs> because Caroline's put a lot of uh, work into this weird... Well, it's good to have thing. that at the forefront of your mind when I'm talking about all of this, because they're so very odd looking. And there's only like two or three clips, right? Yes, um, so far, yeah. So they are just walk. What one is walking across the yard all of the way until it goes out of frame. As we mentioned, Sean, these are long skinnies, and I don't like a long skinny. You know what they remind me of? Uh, they're like slender legs. They remind me of the um, woman's doll legs on the like fishing pole or crane or whatever it is in Toy Story. One of oh. Sid's toys is a, yes, is a very unsettling. Legs. That's what it's like. Yeah. Um. A long skinny to us in film and such are creatures who are long and fragile, and something about them gives me the creeps. Maybe it's because, Sean, I am so short and stout. Uh, correct me if I'm... <laughs> I don't know if I, you're short and stout. You're not a little teapot. I am a little. A little of, of a little teapot. And when you get all steamed up, <laughs> hear me shout. I, well, I don't sound like that. Um... Yeah, but the correct me if I'm wrong, but the prototypical long skinny would be a, a Jack Skellington par example. Yeah, and he's not as bad, but like any like a Slender Man, they're they're just creepy. There's something creepy about them. That's why Slender Man was created to be creepy. Um There's just something about these guys. They just seem so harmless. They don't seem with to have ill intent well that's just because they don't have scary teeth or indeed mouths a face yes they walk kind of well, like toddlers who are still figuring it all out and they're a little off balance and top heavy but they're still getting to where they're going but it seems clear that these are no toddlers <laughs> well yeah yes it does seem clear that they're not toddlers now after the first creature crosses the yard, a second follows in the same direction, faster and with a wider stride. After that, nothing else transpired that night, uh, and Jose didn't even know what was going on. But when he woke up and saw whatever the hell had been captured on his camera, he, I think it was either him or when he finally got a reporter to come over, someone recorded it off of the TV screen with a camcorder, because I don't think anyone knew how to take it from the security camera footage because that stuff just continuously records over itself or it did back in 2007. Um, so it was worse quality than it would have been if it was just straight from the tape. And then you add to that that it's 2007 again and nighttime. So he wasn't going to get more, much more detail than he did, but it appears that he may not have needed more because the creatures didn't seem to have many other distinguishing features about them. <laughs> yes. Once it hit the paranormal community, the creatures eventually got their own cryptid legend ready name, the Fresno Nightcrawlers. And now we can talk about it, right? What they're doing is, is not crawling. No, they're just kind of... Um, tottering around. Sauntering. Gliding. But, but walking... They're not crawling. <laughs> Definitely not crawling. So the Paranormal Factor Faked show heads to Fresno, and one of the team members offers to translate for homeowner Jose, who only speaks Spanish. Now, some parts of this story are already speaking to credibility for me. Um, Jose does not seem to want fame, precisely, from what he's captured. I can't find his last name anywhere online, and it is not even disclosed in this episode either well that does make it easier in a way it makes it harder to debunk the whole thing too i mean he's able to be found but it doesn't seem like he's putting that information out there necessarily past when he brought it to the tv station which i'll get into in a second according to paranormal caught on camera which is another paranormal footage show the footage made its way to Univision's local TV station, as, again, Jose speaks Spanish, and they contacted radio host Victor Camacho, 
who then extended it to the greater paranormal community and is also present with Jose when the team arrives. And he's the one who you see in the uh, caught on tape show, you know, yes. right right there in between Susan Slaughter and uh, Ben Kissel <laughs> from last podcast. <laughs> yes. And he's kind of the spokesman, not only because he speaks both Spanish and English. Um, he was also pretty much boots on the ground right in the beginning. But unfortunately, Jose is now deceased. So I think he's kind of the one carrying on the story. Um. I don't know why Jose would fake something like this for fame if he also wasn't able to undertake many interviews about it from English-speaking investigators. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything against Jose. I have a lot of family that doesn't speak English. Um, But it just seems like those seeking attention would be looking to speak about the situation at any chance they get. And even when he brought it to the news, um, he did not want to be interviewed on camera. And again, he never gave his full name. Yeah, people don't always do pranks because they want to be personally known for doing them, though. Maybe. Jose explains further that the gate was closed in the direction where the creatures entered the frame, so they had to either squeeze through the bars, and this is your typical metal gate with very thin openings. Um, I think it was locked as well. Or they would have to hop the fence, which fence which like has points on top, like a metal fence does. Uh, and you can't see how they enter because it's too dark in that area. But just an interesting little note. Mm-hmm. So the Factor Fake team tries to create the footage in just about every way they can think of. Many thought that the footage was faked because it's just so weird and otherworldly. Yeah, it just looks to your eye like something that obviously shouldn't be. And the main thing at the time was, well, maybe it's a kid dressed up. So they put a child in white clothing uh, that should be about the the height of whatever was on the video, and they were made to walk the same path the creatures did. And then the factor faked camera setup was in the same uh, area as Jose's security camera. So it was all kind of supposed to match. Well, I don't think it at all looks like a kid. No, the, the kid in this case clearly looks like a kid. He has arms and a normal head for one, whereas the creatures just have a little white ball on top of like these long stilt like white pant looking legs. I mean, barely even. I'm continuously, by the way, watching these two clips on a loop. <laughs> it's going to um, brainwash you until you believe it. Or... Maybe this is how they enter our reality. Maybe. Maybe we'll see some little pants when we go upstairs. I would love to see some little pants and then (laughs) find that they're mine and that I fit into them. (laughs) Uh, So when it's a kid, it's just easy to tell that it's a person. Even if he had something over his head and his arms were enclosed, like, you know, he put his arms in a sweater or something, it would still be too thick and human-like of a shape to be this sort of reedy, wispy creature that's in this footage. So next they try a pulley experiment. A line is set up crossing the yard above, you know, uh, above everything, and they have this nightcrawler-looking puppet attached to be towed across, hanging from the pulley string. Better, closer, warmer. (sighs) Now, at first, this does seem promising, as you said, because the creatures are so inhuman-seeming, so maybe it is something weird and uncanny valley-esque like a puppet. And in the Fresno video, I feel I can't tell when I look at it whether I'm sure or not that it is actually making contact with the ground. It's like gliding, almost. Well, when you watch the fact-or-faked footage, it's so wobbly, and he's trying to do it slowly. Um, he's trying to pull the pulley slowly, but it's so wobbly due to this pulley. Uh, and they're, they're really not, it's, it's more graceful and it's awkwardness in real, in the real, the real footage, um, rather than this kind of herky jerky motion that you get from something hanging off of a line. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I would love to find out that this was a puppet just for S's and G's and then for whoever made it to say why they did it and, and show how they did it. Because it would be like a just a I, I love, you know, movie magic and magic tricks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love for that to be the explanation, but uh, we don't we don't have it. But I will say this, uh, th- those 
when you're making a TV show and you just drag a thing on a line, like you, you don't have the same pulley they did. You don't. No, of course. And you're not a puppeteer, and you don't have a thing. You, I don't think Jose was a puppeteer. I don't, as far as they knew. I, I don't think as far as they knew. We don't know who Jose is working with. Jose Henson. Yes, exactly. He brought his cousins from the from uh, from Hollywood. <laughs> They tried the puppet with a sheet over it, so it looked more a little more like the original creatures, but it was still swinging and clearly being propelled by hanging from something above, which the creatures don't appear to, even if you think that they might not be contacting the ground, which is really up to how close you can look at the footage. They don't seem to be hanging off of anything. So they're, they're still liking the puppet, so they attach it to kind of hang from a bar, that is going to be physically walked across the lawn by one of the team members instead of the pulley. So maybe there's a little more control. And he's going to then remove himself from the footage with editing software. The movement is still incorrect, and it's still swinging and swaying, kind of like, I would say, a ghost decoration on a windy Halloween night, if we're going to bring you to a certain landscape. So they could have made a creepy video that way but not this creepy video exactly so the team not getting anything quite similar enough in the yard head to a nearby wooded area to see if maybe these are creatures that would be native to the area it's just to fill up some time i'm sure a lot of weird things do happen they were looking for just pairs of legs walking around the fresno wilderness Mm mm-hmm a lot of the weird things happen uh technology continually fails which we know from ghost shows is something that happens quite often. Uh, ca- cameras are knocked over. Two small thin blips are seen on the thermo cameras and they just disappear, but nothing conclusive. At the end of the investigation, voice analysis is run on Jose's interview to look for signs of stress, deception, anything like that. He does come out clean in the analysis. He's excited and freaked out, but truthful, as far as they can tell, or their voice analysis expert. Polygraphs aren't admissible in court. It's, it's bunk science. It's not a polygraph, but yes. So they conclude that if it was a hoax, he wasn't in on it. But they couldn't figure out how it could be hoaxed, especially since Jose wasn't known to have any digital editing capabilities. And it was also 2007 when those capabilities were far less common, especially at home. And if he was being truthful in his interview... How did this get on his security camera to hoax without his knowledge? So it seems convoluted to think it's a hoax unless Jose is expertly deceptive. Right. He's probably not putting on a green suit and chromaing <laughs> out a, um, you know, chromaing himself Especially out when of the it's video. So it, like you don't have TikTok filters in 2007. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The technology is just so different. Now, going back to Victor Camacho, he is the host of a radio program called Los Desvelados, a.k.a. The Sleepless or The Sleepless Ones, uh, which is pretty much a general interest show for Mexico and the U.S. that also seems to be kind of a Spanish-speaking coast-to-coast AM. I was going to say, The Sleepless (laughs) Ones could be a title for uh, coast-to-coast and maybe a more accurate one. Yeah. Uh, So it's kind of like... That original TV news station uh, contacted Spanish Art Bell for his thoughts on the footage. He was invited. Well, I I immediately wondered uh, whether this ghost would like to grab some lunch. (laughs) That was a good Art Bell. Um, And, you know, he's got such shapely legs. I I, I thought, let's bring a pair of running shoes and just see if they want to have a conversation. (laughs) Camacho was invited to do his own investigation of the home by Jose And he too couldn't explain the strange creatures and couldn't recreate their bodies and movements himself with a dummy. He used a child. Nothing worked. Camacho said, quote, How did he use this child? The same way the other people did. They said, walk across the lawn. I'll give you a cookie. Camacho said, quote, The first thing that goes through your mind is that this is some kind of alien thing, you know? I talked to the neighbors, and they mentioned the night that happened. The dogs were barking. They felt really strange during the night. Further attesting to the trustworthiness of Jose, Camacho told the Fresno Bee that Jose was initially filmed talking about it without showing his face because he was so scared. And this was in the first footage, I think, that Univision did. 
Quote, he didn't even want to go out of the house, Camacho said. He stayed home for a couple weeks. It wasn't possible that someone tried to make this video just to fool you or the TV station. So what were the Fresno Nightcrawlers? Were they cryptids? Did he not leave the house for a few weeks because he was afraid of the Nightcrawlers? I don't know. He's afraid. <laughs> uh, were they... Just, ex- like, just kick him over, certainly. Yeah, I don't know if they would be able to get back up. Maybe. How? <laughs> so what were the Fresno Nightcrawlers? Were they cryptids? Extraterrestrials, maybe? And would they ever be seen again outside of Jose's backyard? More answers after the break. Oh, I'm so excited. Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Paul Brandis introducing my podcast, Countdown to Dallas. It's a fascinating, in-depth look at the seemingly unconnected events that led to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. It's based on my book of the same title. In that book and in this podcast, I go all the way back to 1939, when Lee Harvey Oswald was born into a troubled and dysfunctional family. I'll follow his transient and often violent teenage years and young adulthood, painting a fuller picture of the man who would later become Kennedy's killer. I also take a look at events unfolding in that era, like Cuba and Vietnam, And I'll unpack the conspiracy theories, too, not one of which has ever been conclusively proven. Subscribe to Countdown to Dallas at evergreenpodcasts.com or your favorite listening app, October 31st. Welcome back. When last we left you, we had just... Let you in on the terrible secret of the Fresno Nightcrawlers, listener. They're too cute to be terrible, Sean. And now that you're here with us, we're going to try to get to the bottom of these long skinnies terrifying the night in Fresno and Yosemite. Oh, you didn't mention the Yosemite video. I'm working on it. Okay. All right. I'll get out of your way. (laughs) Sean, I am happy to tell you that these spooky little sentient pants were seen again. And they were captured on camera. Where, Carrie? (laughs) I've seen two sources of this footage. Uh, YouTube tells me it came from a retired couple that were having trouble with break-ins at their private property in Yosemite National Park in 2011. And so they aimed their security camera out to video visitors. But the TV show Paranormal Caught on Camera, however, states it was Yosemite National Park officials who set up the camera to try and capture a group of vandals on the property. So I don't know which one is correct. I would hope that the TV show vetted the story, but who knows? So in both cases, certainly the person set up the camera trying to catch a criminal of some kind. Because someone had been on the property? Yes. Either way, no one was supposed to be in the area the night the footage was filmed. Had Jose had break-ins or stuff stolen? Why was he... What was he worried about again? The dogs barking. The dogs were barking. So he was worried about break-ins, but it hadn't happened yet. A little paranoid. Dogs bark. I mean, if we... we... Like I said, it was a scared bark. I know post-scared bark. If he was scared, I'd take it seriously. Okay. Okay. So again, in the Yosemite footage, one larger figure comes into frame with a smaller one behind, and we can see they both appear to be fully white with no facial or other distinguishing features. Their legs, if that's what they are, are almost parachute pant-like, and there might be little knobs on the bottom that function as feet. They walk in the same awkwardly graceful gait, and again, this seems like an oxymoron, but if you look at the footage, you'll get it. They also appear to be quite light on their feet rather than restricted by gravity, quite like the average person who has more weight to them. Right. In this one, it seems more clear to me that they're walking along a slope rather than like... Mm -hmm. And the the video is also much clearer than the um, Well, this is from 2011. So again, it's four years later. Night vision is much better. It's not just a random off-the-rack camera. If it is a Yosemite camera... Um, you're, they're getting government money, so maybe. Why do they travel in pairs? Well, some people think it's a parent and a child, because there's always, like, the mama and the baby. I don't know. One of them's in the distance here. These could be exactly the same size. They could be. They could be. 
It's possible these are CGI, and honestly, I don't have enough experience with CG personally to decide one way or the other, but they came after the first footage, so they were always going to receive greater scrutiny, like, oh, they're just trying to be those Fresno Nightcrawlers, you know. And the first footage was so grainy. Yes. To explain what we don't understand, many reach for an easy option, and that's Native American folklore. (laughs) But as with our werewolf episode and the idea of skinwalkers, I want to be cautious here because this is not my background, nor do I have particular knowledge of Native American mythology. Oftentimes, this mythology gets used as kind of a catch-all by many people, white people, who uh, don't bother (laughs) to actually, like, look it up. Uh, It just gets passed around as, oh, it's a naked Native American creature and blah, 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 blah. And I think that's happened here. As far as I can tell in my research, there is no mythology relating to skinny, long-legged, with head-on-top creatures (laughs) in the Yokuts tradition, which is the tribe local to the Fresno area. Didn't uh, Paranormal Caught on Camera say there was? Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) They even had illustrations of these. uh... Yeah, I mean, they they do go around, and there are pictures of certain statues. Yeah. and these are sourceless pictures, and they're like, oh, these are these are the Native American creatures made into statues, but it's pretty much bogus. They're statues, but they're just, you know, weird art stuff, and no one knows where they are from, so. Like looking at um, the scream and going, where, where are these? <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So anytime you see people trying to explain the night crawlers and where they could be from, you'll always get, oh, it's Native American folklore. But as far as I can tell, there's nothing that quite represents the same thing as what these look like. Para Breakdown on YouTube also tried to replicate Jose's video with the use of a puppet and fishing line in his backyard. And while he feels this vindicates his belief this was hoaxed, I just feel like it's not quite right. And by the way, I used some of Para Breakdown's research here and want to give credit, so I'm not denigrating him, but it just doesn't look the same to me. It doesn't have that otherworldly look of the original. And it just seems like a weird thing to hoax. If if you're planning on doing a hoax, why not Bigfoot or something that's a known entity, so to speak? Well, I've got an answer for that. (laughs) Well, it's kind of, to me, it would seem harder to convince people of an entire new creature, especially one so weird. Um, instead of just coming up with something that uh, already has legends and mythology to back it up. Well, here's the problem with Bigfoot as an example. Well, it's just one example, but you know what I mean. But if I see, we saw several on that paranormal caught on camera um, countdown. There's Mm -hmm. several videos of uh, a Bigfoot-like humanoid off in the distance. And when you see those videos, you don't go, oh my God, Bigfoot's real. You either go like, oh, obviously a guy in a suit or... um, Oh, that's clearly a bear because we know that bears and big and Bigfoot suits exist because Bigfoot's such a cultural icon. Um, the Fresno Nightcrawlers aren't a cultural icon. I don't assume someone's hoaxing the Fresno Nightcrawler. I guess to I, me it's just such a weird thing to come up with because they're so strange. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's why I'm not sure that this original video is uh, is a hoax. I mean, I'm not sure the second one is, but I think that's more likely. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it's not a cryptid at all, Sean. Maybe it's something more extraterrestrial. Yes. Because maybe it's on the move. It may not be tied to Fresno at all because other footage has turned up too from Montana. I haven't seen the Montana footage. (laughs) Well, Sean, we're back to paranormal caught on camera. Ah. According to the show in Billings, Montana, as recently as April 2020, a man named Sean Reagan was taking out the trash when he saw a dead deer near his propane tank. And this was a deer that he thought he had seen alive on the property that morning. Not uncommon in Montana. But when he gets closer to the deer, he finds a large, precisely cut hole in the deer carcass, like an incision. Not like something expected, like a mountain lion attack. He photographed the deer and then checked the footage from his security camera the night from the night before to see if any animals had been prowling around. And he was stunned to see just near the edge of the frame what appears to be 
a good old Fresno Nightcrawler kind of pop out and then scoot back to being off camera. Kind of pop out and then scoot back? Yeah, I... Oh, I think that might be a four-legged animal. Like a dog or something. I don't know. I didn't if see it, four legs, but I mean, maybe. No, you don't see four legs. You only see two. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it Whatever it is stays in profile and just side shuffles <laughs> off camera. It's so funny. Well, he's like, oh, there's a camera. Oop, doop, doop, doop. Oh, here I go. <laughs> and he does appear to be looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. This camera, being much newer, also had sound capabilities. And there is a grunting at this time caught on camera that almost sounds creepily pig-like. Do you think they're scarier if they make noise or no noise? Because with the previous soundless clips, I've just been assuming they were soundless. I mean, if it if that comes at you and it's grunting like a pig, wait, 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 it's like snuffling wait. and grunting. I don't know. It's showing you some kind of a circular mouth on top <laughs> that it uses to make this incision. Uh huh. Now you may angrily question, how can that sweet pair of pants kill a deer? Multiple investigators on both episodes of Paranormal Caught on Camera stated that they believed that the Nightcrawlers were benevolent creatures that were protectors of nature and animals. It's based on what? Aside from them being super cute and silly, I'm not sure where this belief comes from, unless they're basing it off of some sort of modified Native American folklore. I, yeah, I was like, going to say folklore they uh, made up. There's Native American folklore and the Native Americans like nature, so they, these creatures like nature. There's also mentioned that if there is some sort of extraterrestrial or interdimensional being that comes to harm wildlife, like happened with the deer, they think that the nightcrawler is actually on the scene to try and protect it because it is a protector of animals. Like an avenging nature spirit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it seems a bit of Occam's razor to me. Why the extra step? Why not? Maybe it opened its top mouth hole and made a perfect hole in this carcass. I don't know. This also kind of reminds me of cattle mutilation. Oh, yeah. If you're not as hip to the world of cattle mutilation as I am, here's a short rundown. And it's not a world that you want to be hip to. I mean, I know about it. I'm 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 too hip about it to most, I would say. Mhm. <laughs> This phenomena is defined as the killing and mutilation of cattle under unusual and usually bloodless circumstances. Often an ear, eyeball, tongue, genitals, something like that is removed, and usually precisely enough that it seems surgical and impossible for another wild animal to have done it. According to History.com, between April and October of 1975, nearly 200 cases of cattle mutilation were reported in the state of Colorado alone, and that year, the Colorado Associated Press voted it as the state's number one news story. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Theories also range from being caused by satanic cults, of course, <laughs> to the oft-cited extraterrestrials. Also re-history, quote, one particularly compelling case linking animal mutilation and aliens involved a lady, a horse found dead and partially skinned at a ranch in Alamosa, Colorado in September 1967. Within 24 hours of the incident, in which the animal's brains, lungs, heart, and thyroid were cleanly cut out, local Superior Court Judge Charles Bennett witnessed three orange rings in the, orange rings in the sky flying in triangular formation at incredible speeds. Two sheriff's deputies, meanwhile, reported being followed around by a floating orange globe. Uh, what does this have to do with the... We should do an episode on uh, cattle mutilation. But what does this have to do with the nightcrawlers? I mean, obviously the Well, deer. if this... Yeah, if this nightcrawler was the perpetrator uh, and this deer was mutilated in a similar way, then it would seem to lend credence that maybe it's an extraterrestrial based on previous experiences with this kind of surgical um, killing of livestock. But there's also nothing linking that surgical killing of livestock firmly with aliens. No, but a lot of people think it's aliens. Oh, okay. So, and then <laughs> transitively, if A, then B, then C? Question mark? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to explain it here. 
Why would an alien do this? Well, it seems to be for much the same reason as why it said humans would be abducted and probed to scientifically study the species. They're taking bits and pieces and going to study them on the uh, the return trip, I guess. Is the implication that all of those cattle mutilations were done by these aliens and that there's a bunch of them here? Oh, I don't know if that's the implication, but why not? Sure. I don't, uh, maybe. I don't know. We don't have enough pants <laughs> for all these little legs. <laughs> well, they are pants, so I think they're good. Perhaps we should be glad that they aren't testing this form of research out on humans at the very least. As weird Fresno blogger Michael Banty told the Fresno Bee, quote, There's like a dictionary of different cryptids or strange creatures. There's Bigfoot and the Chupacabra. There's never been this before, and no one has really been able to determine what it is. So for now, this spooky sisterhood of the traveling pants <laughs> will remain a mystery. So Sean, what do you think? I think, here's what I think. I've been sitting here and looking over and over at the original Fresno video. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure what you're seeing in that. It's really hard to logic it out, I think. And I'm not I'm not going to always automatically go to. It's definitely a cryptid because that's definitely not the most logical explanation for a lot of things is, oh, it's an alien or whatever. I get that. Uh, I'm open-minded, but I also understand logic. Uh, but it's so hard for me to explain what it could be, especially seeing people try to recreate it. But, but I'm, again, not so sure because of how grainy. And listeners, if you at this point in this show still haven't gone and watched this clip yet, just go look at it. Um, and maybe you'll see what I'm talking about when I say it might be something sort of flapping in the breeze rather than stepping. Yeah, but it's moving. It it's might... not like, it's not a sheet that's kind of being blown around by the wind. A few of these times that I've watched it, I've even thought maybe it could be slowly rotating or pinwheeling with two kind of flaps at the bottom and not walking in strides. Okay, but if it's moving, what is it? Why is it doing that? Um, Why is it going across the yard? Well, I mean, that's still a great question. And the second one is definitely like their legs or something. They yes. are separate. Yes, but, th but then I think maybe with this first... And people start talking about the Fresno Nightcrawler on the internet. Yeah, maybe then somebody does make a make a hoax video once the technology gets to gets to where you can. I don't think this first one is an intentional hoax by this Jose fella, and that's not because I don't think he's capable. It's because um, I don't know. I think he would have made it a little bit more yeah convincing and interesting because it's so grainy that you don't, you don't really see... I mean, again, maybe flapping in the breeze and just carried on a weird wind current, but then why does it move so straight? I, I don't... Yeah, it's too straight for it to just be like kind of tumbling through the yard or something. I don't know. It's such a weird thing to hoax, a weird thing to just make up a whole new kind of creature. I can understand hoaxing Nessie because, okay, maybe there is a serpent in the lake. There has been mythology about that for centuries i can understand bigfoot oh we just like we descended from apes maybe there's something in the middle you know i don't understand this i don't understand coming up with pants with a head if it was a living thing or an actual real living thing i would think that it has to be from somewhere else from not this planet it does seem alien to me it doesn't seem to be conducive to living on earth well and there's just nothing Straight up, there is not a species of animals that's that big that lives on land in North America that we haven't found yet. That the, would be crazy. The only, well, and also just visually, the only thing comparable is some kind of bug. Like bugs are really weird looking and creepy and otherworldly. But there ain't no big bugs like that. And in fact, what's the weirdest about this is it seems to have features we recognize. It seems to have two legs. And maybe a head, maybe but a nothing head. else. Not even a torso, maybe, or unless there's a, a whole skinny part. It's even, very confusing. Even some of those alleged folklore pictures they showed us on that countdown show were um, 
pictures of like guys with full-sized Easter Island heads basically on <laughs> top of a pair of large legs and it's like no that's not what this is. Yeah. This is just legs. Especially with no face. I don't know. It's really hard for me to figure out how this was done if it was hoaxed or what it could be. And I I think there is that third option that what we're seeing here is some weird just visual vi- video artifact. I don't know what actually moved through his yard, right? But it looks two weird. Two of them. It looks weird That's on That's also the thing is that there were two. It's not just one thing that could be kind of a Oh, well, you know, who knows what that was. But like two separate ones. Two. Two. Um, I don't I just don't know. I don't know what I think it is. I don't know if I think it's a cryptid. I think it's weird looking and cute in a weird way. I don't I still don't see cute. It is the most unsettling like alleged cryptid video I think I've ever seen. It's definitely unsettling, but I don't know. Something about it doesn't seem scary to me. It doesn't seem threatening. Just it's just vibing, man. He's just walking through life. No. We just see him, he's always just walking. What the video appears to show is just just so obviously shouldn't be here on our earth. <laughs> and that really upsets you. It's, it's ups- like a Lovecraftian yes. it, cosmic horror situation. Absolutely. Well, reader, er, readers, well, listeners, get at us and uh, let us know what you think it is. I, I really am so torn as to what it could be. But I think you are right in that if it is a creature, a living being, I don't think it's from around here. No, I think there's there's uh, there's no way on that. And well, I don't believe it is. Um, well, I don't believe it's a cryptid or an alien or a um demon or a nature spirit i don't i don't want to see it for myself it's sorry that's fair enough yeah i definitely i I mean i wouldn't be thrilled if it was in my window at night i can't say looking in my window because i don't know if it has eyes Mm -hmm. plus i'm more of a boob guy boob one singular boob I'm an American vigilante. I have a question for you. What would you do if someone you cared about was abducted, taken from you? Would you call me? Would you care about how I got them back? Download. American Vigilante, now. Aptly for this episode, it's Poe's Cryptid Corner. Aw, good job, buddy. He's going to get an extra cookie after that. (laughs) Speaking of strange videos, a weird bit of footage has been circulating the past week or so that purports to contain a recording of a mermaid. Yes, a mermaid. A mermaid in, like, the P.T. Barnum sense. Um, like a living mermaid that washed ashore onto either a South African or Kenyan beach. I personally saw this video first on TikTok, but it's been making the rounds just about everywhere. So, of course, it landed on Snopes. What am I looking at? A mermaid. I don't think that that can be true. (laughs) The earliest version of the video they were able to find was indeed a TikTok from April 6th claiming that a real mermaid had been captured in, and I don't know if this is the right pronunciation, Muizenberg, South Africa. Why were they captured? Well, not captured, but found. It looked like it had been beached. The video shows a beachfront by an ocean and pans over to a large fish-like looking creature's tail area, then up to what looks like the top of a human child with long hair. The fish part and the human part are seemingly joined in the middle, just like, you guessed it, a mermaid. Oh. 
Snopes reached out to Moisenberg's South African Police Service for more information on the video and also asked if there had been any reports of a child who had died or nearly died of a fish attack, since some were speculating that perhaps what had been recorded in the video was just that. The spokesperson responded, quote, Please note that Moisenberg SAPS has no reports of a mermaid that was washed ashore by the beach. <laughs> Uh, nor reports of a child bitten by a fish. Mm -hmm. According to Snopes, here is their conclusion so far. While we have not been able to determine exactly what this video shows, it does not show a mermaid. In all likelihood, this video is a digitally altered composite featuring genuine footage of a dying fish and digitally added images of a child or doll. In fact, upon close examination of this footage, you can see that the sand loses texture as the mermaid's arms move across the beach. At one point, the fingers even disappear, indicating that the mermaid's body was digitally inserted into this footage. Since both Kenyan and South African officials have disputed the report and there seems to be signs that the video was edited, Snopes has declared the footage as miscaptioned. But don't worry, if this aerial loving lady ever hears tell of a real mermaid, our listeners will be the first to know. Wow, Disney's doing some really weird marketing for that live-action remake. Super weird. That's it for this episode of Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Ain't It Scary. And check out our website at ain'titscary.com. You can support the show by supporting our sponsors and becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash ain'titscary. And please subscribe to the show and throw us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and also now on Spotify. We'll be forever grateful. We sure will. And you'll get a buttload of great content yeah, over there. A buttload. Special thanks to our beloved top-tier patrons already joining us over there. Nate Curtis, Sean O'Donnell, Jared Chamberlain, Maria Ferrante, Robin McCabe, Comfy Mike, Alex Nakutis, Ryan Regan, and Christy Atchison. Thank you, guys. We love you very much. <laughs> See you next Thursday. Show created by Sean and Carrie McCabe. Music by Kyle Ryan. You can find Kyle at his YouTube channel, Music is a Verb. Ain't It Scary has been brought to you by Killer Podcasts and is a production of Longboy Media. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.